Well, good evening. Hope that everyone's having a good week. Uh, it's our midweek uh, message. It's been uh, a little bit since we've been able to uh, feel have a, a good Wednesday night message. Uh, uh, look forward to, to studying, uh, uh, to, to going over what I've been studying in, in uh, Second Corinthians. We've kind of taken a pause in studying there and uh, uh, felt that it was a Good time to go back over uh, and and start up our our study in Second Corinthians. So I'll take this opportunity tonight to to cover that first chapter. Um, we'll look at uh, again Second Corinthians chapter one tonight, uh, and we'll read read the chapter and try to uh, make uh, use of what the Lord's. Uh, Provided and as as he deems uh, fit. So again, in Second Corinthians chapter one, we'll start there in verse one. This is Paul letter, Paul's letter to the the church at Corinth. Again, uh, following that first uh, epistle that he had written there. Um, so it, it's kind of uh, interesting to to read the the things that he speaks about and how they tie into for, uh, the 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 first uh, Corinthian epistle there. So we'll. Start in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are all in Achaia. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are of any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Whereas the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that ye are partakers of the suffering so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, that you would be ignorant of our troubles, of which were in, uh, to us in Asia, that we were uh, pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivers from so great a death, and doth deliver in whom we trust, that he will yet deliver us. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that your uh, for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of ma- of many persons, thanks may be given by many of our on our behalf. For our rejoicing is that which the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, which we have had our conversation in the world, and more abundantly to uh, to youward. For we write none other things to you that what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust that ye all shall acknowledge even to the end, as also ye have acknowledged us in part that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. I'll stop there briefly. Um, it says in uh, here their the encouragement here and their struggles. Uh, Reading in those first uh, fourteen verses that we've uh, we covered, uh, 
see a great deal of of encouragement here coming from Brother Paul. The church at Corinth had quite a bit of uh, of, of concerns and and problems that they were facing, uh, but Paul in the first letter wrote to them very sternly at points, um, chasing them for some of the things which they were accepting. Uh, we know, of course, one of those is the uh, the brother who took his his father's wife to be his wife, and uh, we know of the. The admonition there, what he was to be, he was put, to be put away from the group. Why? Because he wasn't supposed to do such a thing. Uh, but but here we see um, that he comes out the gate here of, of this this uh, second epistle, uh, comforting them, encouraging them, uh, stating there that, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is our consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the self-same suffering which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So the encouragement here was that uh, I mean, the suffering that's going on, um, that Brother Paul and, and, and those brethren there were able to comfort the church at Corinth and the, and the difficulties that they faced. Um, not to the point that they were cut off from the Lord, but rather the contrary, that they be strengthened and encouraged to do what is right according to the uh, to the example which Christ had given us in the accounts in the Scripture. So we find that this passage here is is one for encouragement in the struggles and hardships that they experience. Uh, Paul even mentions there the of the of the suffering they had there in, in Asia and the difficulties that they had that they had on their strength, they even despaired of their own lives. So, but he says, but we had a sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from the great, from great of death and doth deliver, and whom we trust that we will yet, that he will yet deliver us. So here we see this, that Paul saying, oh, even though we despaired of ourselves, we trust not in ourselves, we tri- because, you know, we, What's that going to do us? Uh, men always disappoint, but the Lord never disappoints. He says here, he says, but in God, which raiseth the dead. We know through the account of the scriptures that God is able to do those things. And he's like, why fear for our lives there? He says, we trust the Lord. He's able to take care of these things. So the the consolation here that we read is is the encouragement uh, despite the troubles that we face, that we encourage one another. He goes goes on there that we read in verse 6 about their sufferings. He says, Whether we be afflicted, it is your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the, self, of the same suffering for which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is your, for your consolation and salvation. So, the problems that they go through is for the same thing, for their encouragement, for their for their consolation, for their, their for their salvation, uh, likewise the same thing. We endure together, encouraging one another, lifting one another, ministering to one another as as the Lord calls us to, according to the Scripture, that we might endure unto our salvation. So, it it would seem that we need to be mindful uh, of of the struggles that we all go through, whether. Uh, here and in our own assembly here in, in in Colorado, or 
our, our brethren wherever they are, known and unknown. Uh, but the things at which we endure, uh, I mean, of course, we, we, I mentioned this quite a few times. There's brethren in Nepal that, that face threat of death against their life, have been kidnapped and burned or stood trial, but yet they still continue to, despite those struggles, to spread the word. The same thing with Paul. They were threatened with death, imprisonment, uh, stoned, uh, but yet they still continued to, to glorify God and, and to teach and to preach as he had called them to. What more are we to do with our lives and our service to the Lord? The point here is that we continue to encourage one another. We got not get so downtrodden by this world that we draw our strength from, from, from the Lord. He goes on there. He says, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many person, persons, thanks may be given by many on, your, on our behalf. So, the help of the brethren, he says, by, by many of these, he says, may be given by many on our behalf. He says, the gifts bestowed on us. The gift bestowed on us. Well, what was the gift? It was encouragement, the consolation that they had in Christ, that, that strengthening of one another, that they can still continue on. Think about this, that how many times I've been so discouraged and, and one of my brethren who've been going through a greater struggle um, by the Lord uh, had deliverance and yet, yet we were encouraged, we were strengthened by that. I think that's a wonderful gift. Um, that on the struggles that, that they they pray for us and we pray for them, that's much needed. I, I know that particular accounts of things that are happening with some of the other brethren that I know uh, and you all do that that they provide us with encouragement I, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, one of the sisters that's struggling with uh, that's battling cancer no matter the circumstance each treatment that she goes through her uh, the honor and glory of the Lord is is always there in her in her mouth and in her example uh, that that I that I have I have seen and witnessed for myself, and that's only the Lord that can do such a thing. Same thing here. These brethren, despite the difficulties that they had and still were enduring, they were beginning to overcome some of these problems that Paul had written to them to encourage them and and exhort them and to you know kind of chide them to get them to see, hey, there's there's more at stake here. Uh, so the encouragement there was for them to continue uh, doing this and that through their help that others might be able to overcome. He says, for in verse 12, for I rejoice in this testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. For we write none other thing to you unto you that what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye also acknowledge, even to the end. As also ye have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And in this confidence, I was minded to come unto you before, that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by 
you unto Macedonia and to come unto out of Macedonia unto you that you may be that you to be brought on my way towards Judea. When therefore was thus minded, did I use likeness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me that they should be yea yea or nay nay? But as God is true, our uh, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even as Sylvanus and Timotheus, and not yea and nay, but him was yea. For all promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establisheth us uh, with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who has sealed us. And given us the earnest and spirit of in our hearts. Moreover, I call to God for record upon my soul that spare you, I come not unto, unto Corinth. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Such was the demonstration uh, and other epistles that. Paul's encouragement here was that they endure through the hardships which they face. He, I mean, of course, he he rebuked the church here at Corinth. He exhorted uh, other assemblies and the various things that they struggled with. Um, but yet the same the same intent and the same uh, purpose there was that they honor and glorify God, and that it caused not. Uh, Stain a reproach upon uh, the household of God. Paul addressed some of these problems previously that had caused some great contention in the Corinthian church. Uh, his desire again was to encourage and help them uh, to overcome the difficulties they faced that they might exercise some discipline and, and, and be able to grow into what the Lord would have them to. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Actually, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verses 3 through 9. It says, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with my other fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, and think on these things, these things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care of me had flourished again, wherein ye also were careful, careful also, but ye lacked opportunity. Now I speak not of want, but for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore, with to be content. And I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both of the full 
and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. So again here, Paul's support here was that what? He says he encourages them here to do some instruction there in the, that first verse we read there. So I treat you also, true oak feller, that you help these women. So you help Clement, those feller laborers whose names are in the book of life. It is our duty to help one another. That's what the scripture testifies to from Genesis on. I, I, I would invite anybody to, to debate that uh, because it, I believe the scripture fulfills that in every, in every book there. Um, the one thing that I see also here is he says, he says, the rejoicing Lord always, again, I say rejoice in the moderation. Let it be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Tells them, be careful for nothing. We have, we have purpose to be careful. But what does he say? In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. There is no matter too great or small that we cannot bring it before our God. Whether that be... Something that we have need of, we need guidance or instruction on, something that someone else needs help with, that's our duty. And that's the instruction here. Be careful for nothing. In everything, do this. Prayer, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make it known unto God. I heard I heard this said a couple weeks ago, and I've said it several times, and y'all will probably get tired of me saying it, but I did hear a dear brother, uh, brother Kevin Bellinger, say this: that praying for someone will change your heart towards them. It may not be exactly what he said, but that was the effect it had on me. So. We're having difficulty with a brother or sister, or we're having difficulty in our uh, with someone out in the world that we have in our secular job or that we come into contact with, and we're driving beside the road. We we can present those things to God, and He can provide us His wisdom and His understanding through the Spirit. Paul goes on there and says there in verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's the Lord, the peace of the Lord that provides <laughs> these things for us. He says there, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, but then he goes on there and he tells them, think on those things, whatsoever is true, honest, just, pure, loving, lovely, and of good report. There be any good merit to that, any, any virtue. And he prays, think on those things. Why? It's those things which 
keep astonished in the Lord. I know I think about the difficulties that I have sometimes during the day and struggles I face with with regards to my secular job, but submit those things submitting those things to God provides uh, uh, the Lord will provide us with the understanding as he deems fit. Because we don't have all the knowledge and understanding in this world. The Lord has all of that. Submitting to Him. Uh, and asking Him for Him to show us the way and, and to help us to understand these things. That brings, uh, at least to me, seeking the Lord's wisdom in these things provides peace and, and, and wisdom which surpasses that of the world's. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 17 through 21. He says, For this cause I have sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some are puffed up as though that I would not come unto you, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come to you with a rod, or in love, or in spirit of meekness? I encourage you to look back over here in, in, in the second Corinthians, that chapter we were reading. Same thing there. Paul talks about later on down there, he says, I he says, Where when I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness, or the things that I purposed, did I not purpose according to the flesh? That we with me there should be yea, yea, or and nay, nay. But yes, the Lord God is true and uh our word toward you was not yea and nay. For Jesus Christ, who was preached among us, among you by us, even as Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yea and nay, but him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God. Now he which established you, uh, us with you in Christ and hath appointed, anointed us as God. Uh, given in earnest the spirit of our, in our hearts who has sealed us. Moreover, I call God for record and upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we do uh, have dominion over your faith, but helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. So Paul purposed that he would come to Corinth. And he says, what would I come with? discipline will I come in love what will what do I need to come there you know uh I think about it like a parent when we're in trouble don't make me come in there <laughs> but the, the purpose here is is that for the encouragement of, of of the brethren here the encouragement of the church to do what is right according according to, to the Lord But Paul wasn't able to do those things. Why? Because the Lord didn't will it to be so.
That was the manner with which he had, had, had called him. He, he purposed that he would do that, but the Lord had other plans. And he says, not that I would have dominion over your faith, but helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Purpose there was to be an encouragement and to, and to strengthen them that, that were weak and, and, and the struggles against the flesh there. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we'll come to a close. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. It says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in present am base among you, being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that you may not be bold when I am present with confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of the warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing which exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity, and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So Paul here says, he says, I'm I'm absent. He says, I by Paul. He says, I beseech you. I'm I'm a calling out to you by by meekness and gentleness. Says being absent from you, I'm bold to do these. Th- I'm bolder to say these things. He says, but that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which are think of us as though we walk according to the flesh. Paul's like I. Some of these people think that I, that we walk according to the flesh, but that's not the case. He says, I hope when I come to you, he says, I may not be bold. It's bold there. He says, though we walk according, uh, though we walk in the flesh, not by the flesh, but by the spirit, we do not war after the flesh, but yet what? What is, what is, what did he say there? For weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting out of imaginations and every high thing exalted to itself against the knowledge of God. So there, the warfare that is exhibited there is, is spiritual nature against those things which are of the flesh, those uh, attributes, you will, that we talk about according to the flesh, anger, malice, and, the, and such the like there, but lust. But he says there, Weapons we have tear these things down. And the things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. He says, but what? And that through that warfare, they casting down these things, they bring into captivity every thought that to, to the obedience of Christ. That was Paul's goal all along. And, and, uh, and, over there in the accounts in First Corinthians and even in Second Corinthians, was that they overcome these things of the flesh, these difficulties, these these uh, carnal things that are causing them not to grow in in uh, into Christ. Uh, 
but that those things through Paul's instruction and his teaching and his encouragement there from the brethren and from uh, teachings of Timothy that they be encouraged to the point that they overcome and they receive what the Lord would have them to. That consolation and that salvation he talked about over there at the end. I, I was listening again. I'm going to call out Brother Kevin because I appreciated it. But there's a reason that salvation's at the at the end of our faith and not the beginning. Although we have those promises and the, and the hope to get us through. But I quote that he said over there, he says, Be thou faithful unto death and I will give you life. Lord doesn't make mistakes. It's the it's the hardships and the things that we endure overcoming this flesh in Christ with the comforter and the counselor that we have, the Holy Spirit, that we might obtain the, sal- uh, the outcome of our faith, our salvation. So I can't propose that I've, uh, that uh, again, like Paul said, I haven't laid hold of it yet, but I press forward. Same thing here. That should be our desires that we press through these difficulties that we face in our life, whether it be uh, whatever it be, whether it be in, in amongst our brethren that the Lord would give us wisdom and guidance on how to handle the affairs of our assemblies and in our walk out as we go out into the world to, to perform our job duties or to uh, buy groceries and deal with other people that that we would overcome the, the adversity that we face in this world and give other people this uh this hope that is in within us that we might show them what they're missing out on. But the ultimate means to an end is that we glorify God through Christ and that we encourage and, uh, uh, and strengthen and uphold one another um, as Christ has given us that self-same example. Uh, I, I trust that this Information this this the studying that we've done tonight that the Lord will use it to strengthen us in our service to the Lord, and uh, hopefully this was a blessing to you all, and and uh, I look forward to delving deeper into Second Corinthians and as we go on and um, a few things by by way of remembrance tonight. Uh, remember those of our number that are sick and traveling. I know we'll have. Uh, some traveling this weekend hopefully uh be able to join us again this weekend uh, that have been away and uh, remember those that are uh, having difficulty in their secular jobs that the lord will give us strength to get to those things and be an example to those around us and uh that we would come together as often as we can and and encourage one another and strengthen one another because that's a that's a what the scripture implores us to do and command and the Lord commands us to do is to strengthen and and uphold one another and minister one another as we have, have the need to. And, uh, again, I, I thank you for your kind attention and hope that you all have a wonderful week and the Lord bless you. And, uh, always know that there's an opportunity to help someone and encourage someone in the, and the scripture, uh, pray the Lord would make those things clear to us and um, not just 
uh, outside our households, but also in our households, our spouses, our children, uh, that we seek the opportunities which the Lord can use us to, to honor and glorify Him. Hope everyone have a, has a good evening.